What's going on, everybody? And welcome back. Welcome back to the Bridging the Gap podcast. I want to start off with an apology. Oh, my God, no. Uh, so I got some new equipment to record this 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 interaction with my uh, with my fellow ginger brethren, uh, TM Cycles. But I didn't switch the mic to record on my side to my microphone. So I'm holding this microphone to my face the whole way, and it's only picking up through my laptop. So it's a little bit quiet at times on my end, and I apologize. This will never happen again. He will obviously be back on. We have plenty of things to talk about um, at intervals throughout the year. Um, to bring you guys the best value possible. So sit back, relax, and here we go. Mr. TM Cycles, thank you for coming on. Here is the podcast. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Bridging the Gap podcast. We have the man, the myth, the jefe, the jefe, uh, jefe signals TM Cycles is here. Um, what, what, uh, what what a time has been. We have, we've not been on here for a long time, so a long time. But it was about time that we we give the people what they want. Hundred percent. And bring you on. So how are you, mate? How's it been? Mm. Yeah, I'm good. Thank you. Good, Off the back of a, a couple of shows, which are a bit of a, a disappointing season, but it was a it was a odd one. It was like a mini cut with Callum that turned into an Ibiza prep that turned into a contest prep because the boys can't go to Ibiza until September. So it was one of those things that you just think, Fuck, what have I got myself into, kind of. <laughs> yeah, but we, it was all right. I was pleased with what we could do in such a short amount of time. 100%. And, and, and we haven't gone too crazy and rebounded too hard at all post-show, keeping things pretty tight. Yeah. And now I've got sort of 10, 10 or 12 weeks to, to gain a little bit of tissue before dipping down into another little deficit for the holiday and then back on board, back on board with Big Cow for an off-season, a proper one. Awesome, awesome. Um, I, th- I think we definitely saw the best, the best version of you this year. It was unreal. Yeah. Um, what, what do you think was different from last time? Just uh, more balanced physique. Condition was better than last time, even though condition was wasn't where I wanted to be. But generally, I just think I know I'm having two back to back shows. I now know what needs to be done. Do you know what I mean? And I know what needs to be done in the off season as well. If we can bring up the legs to get that proper X frame, then then perfect. And then already it feels better rebounding off a show and getting some food back in and training hard again. And and, and the legs seem to be getting okay. So the plan is set, and I'm I'm sure we'll execute it. 100%, 100%. If you if you could take uh if you could take the whole season that you've had right now and then and tweak it a little bit, do you think mm. it would just be time that be the that would be the difference? Always is. Was on my first show. Was last year. Even my old co- coach, Luke Johnson, said you're the type of person that needs to do your prep plus another four or five weeks. Yeah, yeah. And that and, and that almost was the plan though, because unfortunately we didn't get the placing that we wanted to at NABBA, the classic show, yeah. which is the one I won last year, and I thought I'd breeze through this year. That would have, would have then given me five weeks to really drop the hammer for the British finals, which was more than enough time, and it didn't happen. And then all of a sudden, me and Brandon got caught up in this whirlwind of. YouTube beef yeah. and then I was like I'm I'm going for a show that one I don't really want to do two I'm going up against European champions and the caliber's high but then me being me I thought fuck it let's just do it yeah, yeah, yeah. and then use Brandon for followers and it's helped so exactly. do you know how many people came to me saying oh my god what's happening with Tom and Brandon I'm like are you fucking stupid do you see what he's doing here like it's it's fucking part of the game it's, it's all part of the all part of the game he's upset I'm laughing exactly you know, I'm going IB for four times a year off the back of his following so I appreciate it exactly it's, it's thinking three steps ahead and I think I think a lot of people didn't they just took it as black and white but there was so much thought of course. there and I could see oh, it, don't get, it was don't, don't get me wrong the kid's a bitch but yeah. it has no effect on me whatsoever 
and he got upset and blocked me. So, but it was it was good. It did was you, good. Did you find it kicked you up the ass when you were when you were going for things? Hundred percent. And and I think we both got into each other's head. Probably I got into his more so than him got into mine because I'm a realist and I know what I'm working with. And I don't, you know, when he kept putting up pictures of his legs in or 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 training with Guzman or any for me that stuff doesn't you know doesn't affect me. Yeah. I know I know what needs to be done. But of course. Of course, it was a, it was a very much needed and welcomed push during prep, which was fantastic to have. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, I agree. It was it was as a, as a consumer, you know, mm. as I've always been of, of your content, it was fucking amazing to see. Like, I yeah. loved it. I love the joust thing, the mental joust, the yeah, the the real thought behind it all, and, and and it was a joy to watch as a content creator, but as also just watching it as well because I could yeah. see could see the moves being made. It was a chess game, and and he was just playing, you know. Yeah, connect four. <laughs> it was. I know it was odd. I just uh, closer and closer to the show. He he was messaging more, me more and more often, and you know, obviously he had, I think, differences with his coach and jumped on board with another coach. And then part of me was slightly concerned. I thought, like all jokes aside from the YouTube aspect, this 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 young he's young and he's running this amount of anabolics. Yeah. Part of me wanted to say, look, just hold up a little bit. You're binge eating. And then you're throwing in more drugs, so just be very, very careful. And then uh, I threw a little joke in, as my whole channel is based on comedic little, you know, little little punts here and there. And he got upset. So, what can you do? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we're already here, so you know, let's talk about that Brandon video. That mm. Brandon video. Um, mm. I think, I think for me, it, it, he definitely crossed the line for the first mm. for a first time. Like he's obviously not educated in the area. He's mm. always teetered on the line of not giving not giving information that could be potentially harmful. Mm. I think he stepped it with that with that video. Um, you could see the emotional turmoil he was going through, and it just mm. the pressure of everything. Um, what, what, yeah, what it's, a, it's I mean, his immaturity definitely showed in those days leading up to a, a contest, and it can break you. But then, what came alongside that little episode of binge eating and the you know, the borderline crying and, and breakdown on camera was not the response that should have occurred, which was pull yourself together. It's pathetic. But instead it was his fans and individuals saying, you're so real. Well done for being so great. And there's no, there's nothing to be commended for that. Yeah. We're all in the same boat. I think what and a, a lot of individuals saw when Brandon came out with his video was why is he putting himself on a pedestal? We've all gone for a competition prep. We're all doing fasted cardio. We're all in the shit. Do you know what I mean? Get over it. 100%. So, yeah, yeah. I, I, think so he got lost own, I think he got lost in his own journey and just with mm. the with the four hundred thousand fucking followers, mm. blowing hot air. He was just floating around, you know, and he had no one to just mm. fucking to bring him down. Really, of course. But then you got to look to the coach. A part of me was like, hold on, why am I slagging Brandon off here? Why, why aren't we going direct? Yeah. His coach is obviously due to his inexperience and slightly. Uh, lack of education side of things with, with gear. He, he's not running what he's running. His coach is pumping him full of stuff. So anyway, he's too busy in Portugal with his oversized trousers. So fuck him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think there's a stark contrast between, between the way you guys did it. Um, what was your mentality going into um, the post-show phase? Because obviously we can see the way that he's gone. Obviously you can't see it because mm. he's blocked you, but I can see it. And guess what, yeah. every, guess what every fucking post is? It's just food and shit. Food. Really? And considering anabolics and <clears throat> cholesterol and lipid levels, you know, all these kind of things, it's fucking crazy that he's doing. Mm. But 
what was your mentality coming to this post show? Because I've had binges before post show, like because it is mm. mentally challenging. It is tough, tough old audio. Mm. But the way that you've done it has just been like clockwork, really. Mm. The way the way that it's looked like, anyway. I think a big part of that influence was from off season being kept clean and being less fo- food focused. So when that transfers into a contest prep, and then you come back out of a contest prep because you haven't been binge eating during off season you're not going back into that mental phase of oh I can eat what I want so when I finished show I was like oh obviously if I wanted to enjoy a glass of red wine or some mullets and cheese and crisps I would would enjoy it but my my primary concern now is having a goal set and 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 ticking that box and I I spoke about it before and Brightman as well is, is is pushed it with the food but it just seems to have benefited his physique Jesus Christ he's back up to the 106 is now shredded so and I think because his energy expenditure and certain people's energy expenditure is higher and also the fact that your your training volume and intensity increases so you, you, you're yeah. sort of utilising that food I think yeah. the worst scenario to be in is to finish contest prep go ah it's all done back off on training increase food and then you just turn into a complete mess yeah. you know and now I have that goal set I think it's important I think post show you should have a, a, an initial goal set because then you get this grey area of, of finishing, competing. You're like, well, what do I do? You know, you start enjoying food too much. So, you know, I have that goal of a, a, a 10 to 12 week lean off season and, and getting my DEXA scans done before and after for a documentation side of things for YouTube. Then we cut again and, and stay lean for holiday. So, yeah, 100%. I agree. Mm. I agree. It's like when, you, when you've got something like a contest prep, which is inevitably going to just mm. drag every single part of your life into it, you know, and you go into these these OCD obsessive track every single thing to it's done. You didn't do as well as you thought you were going to do. What's going to happen next, you know, and, and to be able to set that goal is, is a very, like it's just a professional way to do it, you know? Yeah. And it could have been gone one or two ways. Um, it's, it's coming back into reality. And that's why last year when I went off the back of a long contest prep and then went to, to on holiday to Ibiza and then came home and I was, I've never been so low in my life. Yeah. I'm not one for being like, I'm so low, man. Like I don't, but, but it fucking hell. It was deep. It was very, very tough to get out of that. So when, when was your first competition again? What was the first one? First competition was 2015 as a junior. And then that that was, yeah, that was like against Ryan Crowley, that big monster guy now. I don't know if you've heard of him. I've seen this guy. He's young though, isn't he? He's quite young. Yeah, he's he's like Dallas's age, I think. Massive. I think Dallas was a big inspiration to Ryan as well. And then I competed with Conor Rudolhoff, who me and him saw each other backstage this year. Then I took a couple of years out. And then competed in the classic last year at NABBA and won it and had the same thing of, right, okay, we've got three, four weeks to drop down. And then they rang me and said, you're too big. So I had to go, okay, fuck. And I've got to. I remember just, that. I remember that. They just didn't weigh you backstage. They just didn't weigh me backstage. And if they had have weighed me backstage, I wouldn't have been able to compete on the day. So it's like, it's a sham. But NABBA's a dinosaur fed. Like, I'm, we're never going back. Big Jace is never going back. He got done over this this yeah, this season. Yeah, like, I was backstage after, you know, whilst Jason was competing and I, I looked and I thought, God, you've got this, he looks insane. And then you'd like third place, I just thought, fuck, yeah, what's funny. happened here? Like, this is terrible. So never competing with Nabra again. PCA seems to be on the money yeah. and I'll be interested because I'm coming to your show. I'll be, I'll be nice to see to see how that's run as well. Two bros seems quite tight. So so, so this Should year you did, you did the Nabra and then the PCA, right? 
Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And then the plan was to jump on board with your show, but I just thought, yeah, I want to enjoy exactly. myself yeah, this yeah, holiday. Yeah, sure, sure. That's a long, long season of ours. Mm. Yeah. Um, my, my question was going to be based around, obviously using, using the use of, using anabolics. Um, yeah. And, and coming across from, from one show to the next show to the next mm. show. With that idea of peaking for the first show is obviously always in most people's forefront of the mind, you know, so mm. more than likely they're going to push drugs a little bit harder for that first one. My question is, is managing that across, mm. um, say, like a six to eight week period of competing over those six to eight week periods. What are yeah. the manipulations that you do? Because obviously with things like orals, you can't be running them, you know, for a very long time. Things like, no. for like trend, if you're kind of getting over eight to 10 weeks, you wouldn't want to run it much longer. Mm. So what, what kind of process are you going through there when you're looking to manage your cycles across yeah orals would generally be completely dropped low or completely discontinued to be totally honest with you yeah i mean in terms of um if you're tight enough on your first show in terms of body composition there's no real need to continue pushing things you know possibly a continuation of some clen and and your himbine for example but on the oral side of things i've just dropped them in terms of trend you could either completely drop the dose down to a really low level you know something like 25 meg every other day with test at 25 meg every other day and just run that and then you'd slowly increase them again either a week peak week you tend to drop test anyway some people like to do it from the aromatization side of things i've done it with and without and to be honest it's not a huge difference so i think if you're in condition anyway including test isn't going to have too much of a an effect and then you reintroduce the orals probably two or one weeks out and and, and go from there really i've never i've heard some people start playing around with different acting esters it's just pointless because in that window to reach saturation for an enanthate for example it's not really going to kick in and then before you know it you have to cycle it off again so i just drop the doses down discontinue the orals and get blood work done at the sort of two week post for a show period. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. I think, yeah, like a good point to take from that, even that you could apply across to natural bodybuilding is like when you're done losing body fat, you don't need to keep pushing for more, you know, because, no way. because okay, it's different with anabolic, you're not going to be losing too much muscle, if any, mm. uh, but mm. when you're natural, like, and you, and you, you are shredded and you come out of your next show and you think, what am I going to do? Mm. Pushing is probably not the answer because you're going to just go into muscle wastage, muscle breakdown. So, um, a good thing to take from that is like when you're done, you know, when the glutes are in and you're shredded, you're done. You know, it's just you're about, in. It's just about managing your your volume, training, recovery, mm-hmm. and food from there. And, and and you could also look at so what I'm doing with Will at the moment, one of my guys who's competing is we're going relatively hard on low dose test in his first four to six week period to try and gain a solid amount of condition and then I'm, I'm just bringing his injectables and orals closer to his first show so that way we can continue that dose that he's using so instead of sort of starting your blast at eight weeks out having your first show and going oh i can't really continue this from a sort of toxicity or negative health implication side of things i'm bringing those injectables as close to the first show as possible with a good understanding that he's probably going to place quite high and that way we can continue that dose throughout second show and third show yeah Absolutely. That makes a lot of sense. Mm. Makes a lot of sense. Cool. That, that, that was my questions about competing and everything. Um, I, think, yeah. I think something that I definitely wanted to get more knowledge out of you from was going to be social media. So that was going to be the next kind of thing that I wanted to talk about. I think, yeah. I think, I think the way that you, you've, the way that you've changed over the years has been crazy because I've obviously followed you for a very long time, but more mm. recently. So the, 
the branding, the the little details that probably most people aren't mm. picking up on, but as someone who does it, I can just mm. see these little things that you're doing and they're, they're absolutely genius. So I want to know where you're grabbing your mm. your branding ideas, your branding image, your your just your your ideas for, for posting mm. sort of things, you know, from Instagram posts being, you know, very, very clean and, and your, type of, yeah. your type of style and stuff. Um, everything really, dude. Where's yeah, I mean, I, I think the the foundation for branding in general just stems from the Gary V's of the world, and having that continually pop up on your Instagram feed, and you're sort of subconsciously just sort of soaking that information in when it comes to branding and, and, and what sort of image you want. But more so, it's not really. I'm not one of these individuals that are like that that try almost too hard to try and emulate Gary V. Yeah. And then you can see them because it because it's all you're doing is regurgitating what he's saying. And for me it's just to be about I want to create an image and this in order to create that image I need to do this. And that image is a, a, a high end premium quality image. So the smallest things like you mentioned about the stories, for example, there'll be a continuous theme with the with the filters. Yeah. So it'll be like a blue f- filter or an Abu Dhabi filter, yeah. depending on the, the lighting. The whole shot, everything I do, I'm, I'm trying to ensure there's no wires in the background. Everything needs to be sharp from, you know, things like clothes tools, from, you know, what I wear, from the smallest things of when we was looking for a flat in my head. I want white marble. I want grey top. Just from the filming aspect of YouTube and vlogging, it looks clean. So it's just a small things like that, really. That you don't—I don't think you learn from other people. You just learn yourself, yeah, and then and then just like a continuation of different fonts or the same font, sorry, and try not to differentiate them too much. And 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 you know every every every, every little sort of attention to detail, you just you kind of learn yourself. Yeah, nice. yeah I I, th- I think those little things are just things that people aren't looking about when people say. How do I grow my Instagram? Uh, it's not as simple as just posting on Instagram anymore. Mm. It's, it's how does your whole page look? How does your bio look? Is it set up yes. so that it's, that it's ergonomic for someone to just one tap to your discount code, you know, and, and, and making these yeah. things um, flow nicely? And I've genuinely just learned that from just watching you, not even like, you know, talking to you and asking you, but you can see it whether you think mm. you can see it or not, you know. So when the fonts are the same on the stories, when the swipe ups look exactly the same, when you're taking it, for example, when you're taking a picture of your insight supplements, you know, mm. like I can see that everything is just exactly like yeah. the last time I saw it. And it's just super, just pleasant on the eye. Yeah. Um, and it's clean. And I think a lot of people, can yours is like that though. Cause I like your way. You've got like physique video or like a, do you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. I, that's something I just been slowly picking up on from people, you know, like, you know, trying to emulate people that are, are seeing that success. And I think, I think a lot of people, are afraid to copy, quote unquote. You know, you saw my last video. People calling me, telling me that like, copy. Yeah, yeah. You were listening to Solomon and shit, whatever. Guess what? The fucking method works. Yeah, I know. You know, like, not... like the method works. Like, why would you? Why would you not? You'd be stupid to not play the method. The same way that Brandon's getting his clicks is going to be the same way that some other people are going to get his clicks. So if you're not going to copy some, something like that, I think you're just cutting yourself short. Um, Sex so. sells, so that's why we should all do it. You know, it's, yeah, it's yeah, just sort yeah. of as disgusting as it using, sounds, and and you know, but it's sell. But yeah, just to continue and and constantly just keep clicking and, and like what you would notice on my thumbnails is I'll probably spend two or three months using that font, two or three months using this font, two or three months using that font, and then just the things like it. It changed when I got the new vlog set up, really, because the Canon the Canon shoots such nice clear. 
quality pitches and you know it goes from there and, and, and you can expand that way but yeah, yeah. posting times you got any, any any advice for people out there for posting times yeah for youtube for the slightly smaller youtubers that are listening i would the earlier the better i think when you're first starting i know it sounds a little bit obscure to upload it at that time but around two in the afternoon and that way it gives your video traction so when I first started, it was afternoon or morning, and that would then seep into individuals' YouTube apps and until the evening. Now I just tend to go for a seven or eight o'clock upload. Basically, my uploads are based on my previous weeks and how they how well they've they've gone. Yeah, and and things like uh, on YouTube, the smallest things like pinning a comment. So as soon as you upload a, com- a, a YouTube video, pin a certain comment, comment and like straight away to anyone that's done it. You also want to put cards in there and end screens. So as soon as you tick all those boxes from a, an IQ or an SEO point of view, already it starts ranking. Yeah. Already it starts ranking. Yeah, so there's an app you can get. It's called VidIQ, it's VidIQ right? Yeah, VidIQ, so yeah. I've used that for a few years as well. I actually saw Mike Diamond use it for the first time like a couple of years ago. And I've used yeah. it since. I bought the pro version a couple of months ago. Mm. And it like it basically just collects loads of data, gives you optimal posting times and, and mm-hmm. tags and all that kind of stuff. So it's something that you can invest in. Instagram, and, I feel like your Instagram is a bit more sporadic. I feel like yeah, your Instagram's just got traction regardless of where you post. Yeah, I I don't know. My Instagram, I just roll with the punches with that, to be honest. And whatever, I, I have a, a basic understanding of like on Sunday, I look at my diary and think I'm training with so-and-so. Here, that'll be one post. I've got a, a members video coming up, so that'll be another post. Yeah. And generally, just day-to-day, if I don't have any posts, I'll just upload something or pull something from a vlog and then write about a, a potential update or things like that. Mm-hmm. Generally, I, I just fly that with my Instagram. And since doing that, the engagement and the following seems to have been slightly better than go right Monday as opposed to about nutrition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and then you, you kind of get in this sort of monotonous cycle of, oh, I've got to upload on Monday because it's a nutrition based post where I might just want to upload a picture of me and L, for example. Do you know what I mean? And so if it's all, it all comes back to that brand image that you want to show, you know, if you want to mm. be that guy who's, you know, Monday this day, Tuesday that day, you mm. know, then, then yeah, but when it's not fitting in with your branding, you've got to. Mm. I think if you're an education provider, then by all means, like Shredded by Science PTC that we work for is an education provider, and if we we backlog our plans for three months, so I know what posts coming in oh, September. Nice. So that way we know, and that and they their following's fucking silly. It's like a thousand followers a day, but but that's from an education standpoint. As as me and you, we're sort of a, a single brand, and and we're not necessarily a company that we're, we're trying to put, push out there. So having posts that are slightly more relatable and lifestyle based are, 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 are nice to chuck in. Yeah, 100%. I agree. Nice dude. There's a lot, there's a lot of value that people can take from that. Um, mm. It's something that I, I get asked about so much and I'm sure you do as well. Mm. And a lot of the questions that I asked for people were just like talking about growing social media following. So there's more going into what we're, what we're doing than just, mm. you know, take a picture of you looking shredded and hope to get clicks mm. like we're thinking about it yeah of course sweet dude i got a load of questions from people um, yeah sure we separated slightly um or we can just jump straight into them mm-hmm. how did your parents or family take the steroid news how did you break it to them because you were young as fuck <laughs> yeah i was 19 i turned 20 actually it was my 20th birthday and i just joined loose from college and there was a guy who had a a number and i I think my mum my and dad are of that, and I'd probably similar to yours, of that recreational drug kind of relaxed era that, that just as long as you're safe, it's okay. Yeah. My parents have ever been, don't drink, don't take drugs. It's like, 
if you're taking them, just don't push it. Yeah. So, so I'm in sort of that. I'm in sort of that mindset now with my younger brother, who's getting to the age of 17, 18. It's like I don't want, you know, as, I'd love you not to take drugs, but if you are, here's yeah, the good quality stuff, it, yeah. and, don't, and don't push it. Do you know what I mean? So they were they were fine with it, and they they knew I had an understanding of it before, which made them slightly at ease, you know, and relaxed about it. Yeah, and plus, my mum's a nurse, so again, it makes it easier from the the needle side of things and injecting. So yeah. it's all good. Yeah, for me, like my mom, my, my mom actually was almost the, the deciding factor. Yeah, she was pro, wasn't she? She's probably not going to want to hear that now that she sees the stuff that I put in my body, and she's like, "Oh no, Josh!" Like now she is, but she was just like, no regrets, you know. She's, she's mm. sixty-four, sixty-five years old. She's at that time of her life where she's thinking, yeah, mm. "I probably could have done that." She's like, "None of those, you know, go yeah. in, no regrets." My dad's a little bit more old school. He just he just remains ignorant and just doesn't ask me about it ever, and just says, mm. just says, "How's how's." How's that training going? Yeah, yeah, yeah. My dad's a little bit like that as well. A little <laughs> bit like that. Yeah, it's very good. Uh, so, dude, what, what's the end goal with you and bodybuilding? Mm. I'd like to get to some form of national level, you know, and win a, win a potential British title. Yeah. But um, I just enjoy the process more than anything. I really do. Yeah. And, and, and enjoy being a source of inspiration, motivation for certain individuals that might not particularly want to be Mr. Olympia, but also have that balance of a, of a lifestyle as well. So for me, it, it's never been, you know, it's like the same when I get the, or oh, what's the five-year plan? I don't have a five-year plan, really. I have an understanding of what I want to do, but I could step outside and get hit by a bus and the five-year plan's done. So, you know, I'm, I'm quite spontaneous in that aspect and I'll, and I'll, you know, I'll just, I'll just flow with it. But in terms of the bodybuilding side, just continue growing my physique and get as close to Bumstead as possible. Yeah. And, and, you know, I, I think, the, I think the most successful bodybuilders are the ones who just love to fucking grind and just love yeah. that, that process, you know, and don't necessarily think about the placing or the Olympia spot or whatever, you know? So, yeah. So I know of that, I just remembered something. I remember he hearing in a video from Brandon that he, that he, that his goal is to step on the Olympia stage. He does know that he's competing in PCA, right? You just can't help people, can you? Oh, this is, honestly, mate, I heard that. And I was you just, can't help people. Hang on a second, you're in the wrong federation. You just go, mental man. Fucking crack on doing PCA shows, kid. Yeah, um, PCT. So you are mm. you're in a cruise, right? Yeah, I'm. Um, I'm going to start my PCT in the next couple of weeks, actually. Oh, so, so you're going to come completely off? Completely off, and then just probably run it, run it for a couple of months, and then start again, either with Callum or just before Ibiza. Yeah, just give myself a break. So, and, and you've got all that kind of, you know, exactly what's go, what you're going to do for PCT. Would, yeah, would you run, yeah. Would you run that through, through that with people, four people? Oh, and also, from a, from my my question, it will be. Will PCT change depending on what you're taking? Because I don't know how mm. to answer that question. Probably just the length of recovery time. It's, and the biggest contributing factor is what you've been on and how long you've been on. And I've been on for quite a long time now. But because my dosages have been, I know this hasn't a huge connection and relationship with shutdown. I know shutdown is shutdown, but generally I don't tend to push my doses quite high. Yeah. And I've still got this weird fluttering of FSH and LH when I get my bloods done. Oh, really? So it, yeah, even when I've been on, so, and, and they were sort of not in the numbers where you want them to be, but there's still some movement there. Yeah, yeah. So that is a sign for me that when I do come off and start my uh, HCG therapy and then get my bloods done and start uh, clomid and, and, and the required yeah. compounds that are needed, that we could be in a relatively good position. I think genetics plays such a huge role. You know, I've had, I've had clients come to me that have been on an eight week testosterone cycle and they're still shut down months after it. 
even with some form of stellar PCT. So it's a it's a very dangerous game to get into in the sense that you, if you are taking that decision to, t- to jump on anabolics, then have that lingering thought in your mind that you may be one of those guys or yeah, you may be one of those guys that are never going to get back to where you want it to be, you know? Especially from a fertility point of view, which is probably the biggest concern of ours, isn't it? Is, is fertility. I think if you're if you're in the ages of, I don't know, even 30 plus that have had kids and aren't too worried about having kids in the future, then crack on. Yeah. You know, you can, you can probably implement blast and cruising and get your, your health back down to adequate levels on a cruise. But for us guys, mid twenties, we want to stay on top of that and, and have that recovery put in place. That makes a lot of sense. Makes a lot of sense. Mm. Um, I think it's something that we just don't consider is that, yeah, it actually is going to be a decision for life. Like it's going to affect your life probably for the yeah. rest of your life. And then from, from the amount of people that I've talked to, yes, you're probably going to come back on, but mm. are you ever going to come back to where you were when you were natural? You know, no. probably not. You know, you're probably never going to be, be you know, quote unquote normal again. Mm. Um, every doctor I've spoke to has said that. You know, every pharmacologist has pretty much said the same thing. And, and mm. to get back to normal levels or above normal levels, you're going to have very you know, good genetics in that in that case. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a very rare case. So something to mm. consider that you know, if you are going to thinking about coming off later on down the line. You're probably not going to come back on properly again. Yeah, yeah. You, you may just be a genetic freak. I've got a client who's cycled off. We had the four-week clearance period, got our bloods done, and there was some movement there. And I was like, hmm, his numbers are still quite high. I'm not going to run anything yet. Took another two weeks, his numbers started creeping up again. I thought, you lucky bastard. <laughs> and now, and now, and now, eight weeks, he's fine. He's back. Yeah. Just thought, um, fuck. That's crazy. Yeah. Uh, so the answer to that question for me, when am I going to come off? Uh, maybe when I'm done bodybuilding, I'm mm. I'm not really I don't really want kids, so mm. it's not something that I'm looking to consider. Does really. Amy know that? She doesn't want kids either. Fuck me, you're lucky. Yeah, she's 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 thirty next year as well, so she might be getting broody soon. So yeah, you know she I'm might getting... she might hit thirty and be like, Josh, give me a fucking kid. Yeah, she might be. I get broody when we look after the kids here. Yeah, I hold them. I think this feels alright, but then they start fucking screaming that you think, nah. Yeah, I've got a few more, a few more contest preps and I've either holidays in me before I start thinking about that. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> um, how do you know when you've got the genetics for bodybuilding? Open question. Just the response you get from. I reckon a lot of people who train the typical scenario of. You look at an individual, the physique is fantastic. You say, how, how, you know, what do you train? Oh, I just do a bit of this. You think, you, there we go. Yeah, 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 yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. The same way you'd see a six foot four individual and it's got the genetics of basketball, it's quite obvious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The oh. general tight waist, the capped the cap delts, the legs yeah. that, that are already there, the, the thickness, the density, the recovery, all, all them things. And you, you, I mean, as coaches, we can see them straight away. When they when we get clients that send over pictures yeah. alongside their chest triceps, back biceps, you think, oh, yeah. I'm in for a treat with this yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, know what I mean? you just see like, whoa. Yeah, of course. You see the transformation picture now. <laughs> you do. You see the money signs, like Simon Cow sings the money signs yeah. when the singers come in yeah, on X yeah, Factor. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Genetic, and just their response. You tend to obviously build a bigger picture as you work week in week out with a client, and and it's nice, and you can then you can experiment with people like that. Because it, ta- I mean, it's taken me years to finally find someone that works for me. It's probably taken you years to find someone. Yeah. And it's a long, long process. But those that respond like that to like a low stimulus, you think, "Cool, this is this yeah. is good." I've I've always said, like, do do people tell you, you look good? 
then there's mm. your answer, you know, because if you're not really doing anything and people say, oh, you look good, you know, you look good, you know, that's, yeah. that's the reality of it. So yeah. I'm getting on the YouTube comments now. Oh, he's on steroids. I'm like, finally. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> so, I've been trying all these years. Yeah. Now they're going, no, nah, he, he's not, he's not natty. Yeah. I'm like, fuck, yes. Because it was all that gear and you look like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I now it's actually switched. You get that now, though. Yeah, mine's, mine's like, oh, you don't look very good for what you take. Yeah. But that's just the dilute. And you have to just, yeah, it's very hard to not yeah. let it get to you, but that's just. Uh, so hard to like, You know, if you just, if they just stood next to you and they think, fuck, you're actually oh, kilos yeah. and six foot one, they wouldn't say yeah, shit. For real. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you're so. I mean, you're big on fucking camera, but when you see you're walking about, even in off season, because I think you was in off season of Body Power last year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like and I was just off the back of a little prep, and I thought, fuck, yeah, he's fucking packed it on. Yeah. I can't wait to next season. It's going to be a mad thing. Mm. Um, next question What's the best DJ set that you've ever heard? Not seen, heard. Ever, ever heard? Heard, as in it could be on YouTube, could be. This, the most recent one with From Solomon at Circle. At Circle, yeah. Fuck me. And yeah. and what was nice about that was when we went to Printworks to see him, he was playing a lot of that. Oh, really? And then at We Are Festival, he played some of the stuff at Circle. And there was points at We Are Festival that I just stopped dancing. I had my hands on my head. I was yeah. like, oh, my God. It's just this lull came over. I see him walk out of his fucking Elise tracksuit on. Yeah, just kidding. Like a complete... He's just, an, he's just unbelievable. And now I've got this dilemma that we've got uh, Kappa Festival yeah, and Peggy Goo's playing on Sunday and Solomon's playing on Saturday and I'm like, I don't really like these day events. Yeah. I, I, I just, something about getting on it in this, in this heat, I'm a little bit, oh. Yeah. Or bum off Kappa and then the following week is Peggy Goo back to back with Solomon at Pasha. Ooh. And it's nice and cool. You've been Pasha, it's yeah, nice yeah, vibe yeah. in there. Yeah, yeah, it's nice. So it's a tricky one. I just, you know, I mean, I'm in a bit of a dilemma. Yeah. So, but yeah, I'd say the best set would have been that one, closely followed by his boiler room set, the most famous boiler room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think my my favorite is is Solomon Amsterdam. He can he was there back to back with Hosh. Right. It's yeah, like yeah. An hour set, and it's just fucking the whole. It's just bangs. Yeah, he's bangs. he's insane. Because my friend Harry, he Solomon's only started blowing up, not blowing up recently, but he's been getting there. He's taking a big spike, and then. My friend Harry went to a villa party, I think three or four years ago, and Solomon was in the kitchen playing. And Harry was like, "Harry was like, oh, you, you got you, this is really good, mate." He was like, "Oh, thanks, yeah, I'm just starting this doing really this." Good, I thought, yeah, "Fuck right, me, yeah." Imagine not knowing what is to come in three or four, five years' time. But yeah, he's insane, absolutely insane. Um, do you have a, Do you have any clients who are um, on like shift work or anything like that? Yeah, annoyingly. Yeah, because so. so this question is basically tips on optimizing stress reduction for shift work. Mm. And like shift work's now been classified a carcinogen, which is crazy. Uh, yeah. Like night work, if you're working shifts, is now as cancerous as, as yeah. smoking cigarettes, which is yeah. pretty mad. Yeah, what, my my mum who when she was training for a nurse had to do nights and she's very well aware of that and it and its effects having in, in later life for her now. Yeah. You know, it and and I mean, it's not that I try and steer clear from them, but generally if I can get an understanding of what they're doing and, and based on their training and how much training they're going to be able to get in and their nutrition, nine times out of ten, I might just say, look, I'm sorry, you know, I, I don't want to be in a position here where I'm, where I'm coaching you. But some, some guys are good. Some guys can cope. I think one of my guys is, is on nights. What was the question in terms of reducing stress? Stress, stress mitigation, really, stress reduction. 
Yeah, I mean, just a massive drive on sleep and supplementation for that. That's that side of the things in terms of relaxation. A couple of my guys are on CBD that have noticed really beneficial effects utilizing CBD during those shifts. And then when we're when we're back into a normal sleep cycle, then we kind of we kind of cycle off it. Yeah, 100%. but you're gonna have but to be meticulous. You're gonna have to be meticulous with this stuff. Yeah. If, you know, mm. if you're constantly flipping where you're sleeping, it's just gonna fuck you. Yeah, yeah, no, it's, it's a pain. It's a pain for both of us because training performance is affected. Blood glucose seems to shoot up. Their weight then fluctuates all over the place based on, on the sleep. And, and nine times out of ten, they're not as dedicated to actually getting good sleep because they're sort of up and about and it's daylight and they're, they're not, you know, they're not. And I keep saying, look, go and watch Dr. Dean's highlights on sleep yeah. for uh, for night shift and they kind of watch that and then get a little bit, bit of an understanding of it. But, yeah, it can be a real pain. Yeah, it can be. It can be. Um... Next question is on managing different sports. Um, mm. The reason why I want to put this in because I wanted to give a pretty easy stance on this. It was pretty. Uh, it was like, how do you split bodybuilding, MMA, jujitsu? Where do I put mm. my priorities? In my, in my opinion, if you want to be the best at something, you can't be having. You can't balance. It can't be a balance act. If you want to be no. really good at bodybuilding, you can't be doing MMA. If you want to be really good at MMA, you can't be doing bodybuilding. And never yeah. do they inhibit each other anyway because one's functional, one's not. <laughs> Yeah, I've had one client. I just said discontinuous one or the other, and he dropped off box. I think he was doing boxing training. Yeah, for a what for a white collar boxing match. I said you can't fucking. That's that's its own prep, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Boxing is its own prep, and then and even guys that I've got that I coach that uh, that work on the site and that are labourers, you think oh, it's so intense. I've got to feed them so much food, yeah. and I just feel sorry for their digestive system. Bless them. So we, that's why we have weeks where we pull back a little bit just for that sake, but. It's one or the other, and I did that as a, as a kid growing up. I was into my swimming, did swimming, competed at quite a high level, dropped that off because cricket came into play, and then competed at a higher level at cricket, and then bodybuilding started taking over, so it was one or the other. It's, yeah. it's, it's never a mix. Yeah, I agree. I agree as well. Can we ever get rid of the bullshit in the industry? No. Yeah, that was my straight answer as well when I read that. Question. No, which is fine, because as long as they're, they're about, and it keeps us in, in work as well, because yeah. we can take the piss out of them, <laughs> so it, it's but it would never because there's always going to be a very uh, highly uneducated group of people that are very easily susceptible to believing that shit. And as when as soon as Love Island finishes, there'll be a new reality TV show that will create stars that push products. So we'll never get rid of it. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Final question: <clears throat> Does prep get easier with experience? Has this been the easiest prep for you to manage? Easy is, is a don't sort of un underestimate the term easy. Yeah, it wasn't thing, easy, yeah. far from it. It was, it was probably it felt slightly more taxing and stressful, but it was more easily managed yeah. because I knew what needed to be done. Yeah. I, I, I really like my very. I think every, I don't think you'd ever get as 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 not meticulous, but ever as ever respectful of your first prep because you're so nervous about stepping on stage you don't even slip one foot yeah no it, like as a junior when i had my 12 or 14 week prep i didn't even have a bite of a chocolate bar yeah. do you know what i mean but i was so scared about stepping on stage in bad condition yeah that i just i wouldn't even have a bite of the old sandwich i wouldn't even have a crisp and i didn't really this prep last prep i was a bit more flexible when it comes down to dieting but yeah it doesn't get easier it just gets more manageable yeah i think do you think and, you're uh like your mentality was was a lot stronger in terms of oh, yeah. moods, you know, yeah. like patience, things like that. Yeah, even El said, even El said, you seem a lot 
a lot better in yourself. And I think that's because I had an even distribution of carbs throughout the day. Yeah. Where I did, whereas previous preps, I've heavily backloaded, become more food focused and thought, right, if I miss my rice and meal number two, yeah. that's an additional 30 in the evening, I'll go and get a halo top. Yeah. So it, it, having that even distribution, keeping things quote unquote clean, kept me quite grounded. Having Brandon there helped. Yeah. Having you, you competing as well. Having Joe as well. And having all these inspiration, inspirational people to take, to pull from, you know, it really drives you through. Yeah, I agree. Gets better with age for sure. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, exactly. I'm looking forward to now. I've got like a few under my belt. Not nowhere near veteran status, Jesus. But now I've got a few under my belt. And watching what you're doing now, it's a big eye opener for me to see what you're doing week in, week out. And speaking to Cal, it's like okay, I know now what needs to be done in 2021. Yeah, yeah. 100%. Like, and I'm fucking excited for it as well. Well, we yeah, it could do because we could both do your your fin- When's your last show? If you when you depend yeah depends where we go it'll be october this year um, fuck okay yeah depending on how we go october yeah it depends how we go you know i've got a few <laughs> things lined up i don't want to say on the podcast but i've got a few things lined up which i'll tell you about after yeah yeah um possibly october but hopefully hopefully july yeah <laughs> i mean then if it is october you'll be fu- you could rebound like an absolute machine mate yeah, yeah, you know yeah. what i mean so 100%. and then we and we can spend 2020 food eating down. and then drop back down for a late 2021 show because cause everyone's saying it as well even my mate that I compete with at NABBA was like you gotta go you gotta get classic I said I've been fucking saying this yeah I know like the wheels are looking more and more alien every day yeah, they're, so. really, they're good but you know what it's like watching watching you compete against those guys I realised that like, you're a fuck, like, you're not a small dude you know I've stood next to you with a pump and you're lean like you're a fucking big dude and those mm. guys were big and I think oh they were huge I'm just so I'm just I'm still fucking 5-7 kilos off it you know yeah cool I know I was the same but then there's a big line of like when are the judges going to understand that some of those guys are class bodybuilders and not yeah, classic yeah. It's, it's, it's been a bit of a ball late this year with judging 100 and that's when Cal said well maybe we'll compete when we know what the judges are looking for yeah because the last thing you want to do is bust your bollocks in an off-season, have a, yeah. a, a, a lengthy prep, yeah. be in an even better position than this year, 10 kilos heavier, shredded, yeah. and go, nah, I'm not looking for that. Yeah, you think, yeah. I'm done, mate. I was nearly done at NABBA, mate. I was thinking, fuck this. And then I thought, right, come on, let's pull it together. 100%. Thank you for coming on, dude. I appreciate, I appreciate Thank you for having me, Josh. I appreciate, I appreciate it, mate. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode of the, the Bridging the Gap. We'll be back very, very soon. Thank you. Good night. Thank you, Gennar. Much love.